Chut, chut. Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. And I'm your co-host, Owen Gretsch. That's right. We are back. It's been like a year and a half since the last installment of Mandalorian Unscripted. Last one we did, we were just so hyped up on Mando Season 2 finale. We were like, no, let's do another one. Um, And now we're all hyped up on Kenobi Part 3. So, oh, and it's been a long time since we've been on Tuscan Radio. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it's been so long that I think we may have still been the Mandalorian podcast when you were last on the show. No, no, because we, we changed that when season two premiered. So no, so it was so we were Tuscan Radio at that time. But we've come and gone with a couple of Disney Plus shows since your last appearance. So Owen, what are your thoughts on shows like The Bad Batch, Book of Boba Fett, and the first half of Kenobi? Uh, all very good. I have comments on Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett. So, Book of Boba Fett, it was very good, uh, but I, so there are some issues with the last episode that I think I need to address. Yeah. So, after the battle, the rank, when a rank, the Rancor breaks a wall, and they're walking through, like, the market, and the wall's broken, and then there's a pool there, uh, and then, then what happens is that it's fully built... And then it's gone again. Is this all in the last scene of the show? Yeah. That's right, I, I'm actually going to pull this up right now because I've, I've actually not heard this. So this is all in the last scene of Book of Fett, right? Uh, yeah, they're walking through the market. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to that scene right now and, um, yeah. on Disney+. Plus. So that's my issue. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that your only issue with the whole show? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so which, which pole? There's like a pole there. So you know how the Rancor breaks the wall? He breaks yeah. the like actual wall. Yeah. Uh. Then, like, what happens after that is, for some reason, it's back. Now it's gone again. Hmm. Okay. What force magic trick is this? I'm looking for that scene now. I, I'm just looking for because it, it, it has been a, a while since I've seen the show. I'm gonna do a full Star Wars like live action rewatching Kenobi's over. So I'm just gonna look for a wall that's like. There and then it's gone here in the final scene of, of the series. Okay, so I see the wall. Looks like it's there. Okay. I'm still seeing it as just like being there. I, I can see them fixing it. Um, they're still fixing it. Just think it's the wall we're talking about. Um, all right. I'm because I mean, I, I was a fan of the show, it had its issues, it had its issues. But I did quite enjoy it a, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to really see Boba not... Fett as Boba Fett. Because, I mean, Boba Fett was so hyped up. Like, he was the only good bounty hunter. And any all the other bounty hunters he killed. Yeah, and I, I'm... I'm... IG-88, he dismantled on Bespin. We saw his remains. Did we? Uh, yeah, he was on Bespin. I have a book about the, like, before the sequels came out, I have a book from, like, 2010 or something. Nice. And it shows IG-88 all broken up on Bespin. Hmm. Yeah, so I just rewatched that final scene. I have no idea what you are talking about. I, I, I'm going to rewatch that episode this week, and I'll, I'll come back to the podcast on Friday when we break down Kenobi Part 4, and, and I'll talk about that a little bit more there. Ooh, yeah, I... Speaking of Kenobi... Yeah, what are your thoughts on the first half of the, of the series? 
You can't kill off the Grand Inquisitor. Well, we're, we, we are going to talk about that a lot like, later on in the show. But what are your thoughts on the series itself? Uh, spoiler warning. Well, yeah, we don't very, uh Very good. I love the fact that we... Like, before Kenobi, we everyone thought that it's like... Mustafar, straight to Death Star. I love the fact that they have a duel. Well, I mean... We all know I guess. Coming, we, well, here's things. I don't want... And, and I talked about this on a podcast with Ivan on, on Friday. But I don't want that to be their only confrontation. Because if, if that... Because you... Like, Kathleen Kennedy said, this is going to be the rematch of the century. And we're also, like, rematch the We're going like, to see the rematch that we should have seen with the final Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan. Well, I hope so. I mean, no, that would be, if, if this is the only time that Vader and Ben are going to fight in this show, that is, to me at least, on par with them hyping up for Rebel Season 3. They're hyping up for a full year that at the end of the season... Darth Maul and Obi-Wan are going to have their rematch. And it goes, jum, 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 and then Darth Maul dies. Yeah, so there no, is... I, I, there I, I think that's a great episode. I, I, don't get yeah. me wrong, it's a great episode so, of the show. But, like, the, the, the duel was so disappointing. Okay, Kenobi, I told you this, like, two years ago when we reviewed that Kenobi episode. used a mind trick without using the Force. When? So he uses his form... I wait, think wait, wait, he uses what, his form five what, defense. What show is this on? Rebels. So he uses his... Uh, young, like, younger move, the thing where he does with Grievous, where he has the two fingers, he does that. Yeah. And then he quickly changes it, signaling that he's not as, like, uh, cocky as he used to be. And then, so he switches to Qui-Gon Jinn's form, which tricks Maul into thinking... That he can use the same move that he did on Qui-Gon. That oh, that's right. I, I did remember hearing about the switches, and then Twitter. it fools Maul and puts him and puts and Kenobi puts Maul into his trap and kills him. Yeah, well, I mean that's not that's, that's not a Jedi mind trick, but like yes, he I, used a mind trick with he, no force. Uh, it was more of just like a, a trick. It wasn't a mind trick. So much as just like luring Maul into a false sense of security. Um, so we're, we're getting a lot of like mixed reactions to this. this is, the, the boss has, has written in. Um, the boss is not a big... So the boss, Owen, you haven't... I don't, I don't think you, you listen to the show a whole lot. Um, the boss is a regular writer-inner of uh, Feedback to, to Podcast. So I always really enjoy reading his... His comments, um, is but he your source no. no, 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 that's not our source. Um, but can I say that? They, you, you are allowed to say that. I, I don't. Do you have a source inside Marvel? I do. Yeah, I, I, I do have. I mean, that that, that person. Put him I, on a list I'm never gonna say who it is, but like. For example, Drew. No, 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 don't, don't. Um. Oh, it's gonna talk about multiverse madness. Yeah, no. I, no my my spoiler policy for movies is very different than my, my one for, for TV on the podcast. And for movies, I don't go openly into spoilers until that movie is out on, in the case of Multiverse of Madness, on Disney Plus. Because I know okay. there are people who, like, so until there June 22nd, until June 22nd, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Multiverse of Madness, especially on this show, because it's all Star Wars. 
Anyway, um, I don't know anything about upcoming Star Wars series. Like, I, my, my, like, leaks and things are very, very Marvel-focused. I'm fine with that. Uh, I think I've been getting, getting, getting too many recently, so... It, that's fine. It just means I get to go back to like fully enjoying things as a fan. But I, I do know a couple of really interesting things about an upcoming movie about the God of Thunder. So uh, it comes out in like three weeks. And I no, it's like a month away. I'm hyped for it. But Owen, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Young Leia? Because I have been very vocal on podcasts. And Vaughn yeah. has as well. I love this actress who's playing Young Leia. Yep. She is exactly how I would imagine a young Princess Leia being. Like, because... Except uh, sassier. Take a sassy. Yeah, she's she's She was so sassy in Rebels to the point where she was kind of annoying in Rebels. Well, she she was also only in one episode of Rebels. You know, she... she, I think she was only in one. She she was only in that one episode of season two where, where it was like, um... Um, the princess something. And I remember Bale was an episode as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But, um, the other, like, again, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Book of Fat. I did quite enjoy that show, and I think it holds up really well on a rewatch. Um, at, at least for me, I know a lot of people still hate that show, but... That's not the Boba Fett show that I had in my mind. Oh, and yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with that. You've told me this several times. The Boba, show, the Boba Fett show it's, that you had in his mind was the story of him as Darth Vader and then, no, him with Darth Vader. Darth no. Vader, seeing more stories of that or something. Well, no, what I would have wanted to see, and we sort of got this to an example, well, like, maybe more like flashbackery. I don't know. And with, we like, got, I, th- I feel like we did get We got a little. No, because they were telling. Because I, I feel like that story was an important one to tell in the context of the show. Yeah, but we didn't get too much present stuff. We got like three no, episodes. No, we got... Well, in terms of the actual Boba Fett episodes, yes. I I actually wasn't a big fan of when it just turned into The Mandalorian. As much as I love The Mandalorian, as much as I really like those episodes, they felt so out oh, of place for that speaking series. Speaking of that, um... So but I can, like, can, can I finish yeah. my, my thought, please? But what I'm saying... Is again being a fan of Book of Boba Fett. That's not the Boba Fett show I have in my mind. This Kenobi show is unabashedly the Obi Wan series that I had in my mind. And I, it, it's hard to say after three episodes, and, and I may change my mind after you know seeing these these last three. But right now, I I love this show. You know, I I think. Episode one was fantastic. Episode three was fantastic, and then episode two was was solid. It wasn't great, but it, it was solid. Um, no, I actually did really like episode two. So yeah, I'm. No, I remember a friend of mine, Hagen, was saying episode two is some of the best Star Wars we ever got. I'm like, really, really? Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen the Rogue One Vader hallway? Have you seen Rogue One? Have Have you seen Empire Strikes Back? Have Have you seen the Siege of Mandalore or Chapter Six of Book of Boba Fett? Because I think Chapter 6 of Book of Boba Fett is probably one of the most rewarding hours or f- one of the most re- rewarding 45 minutes I've ever had as a Star Wars fan. I think that episode is wonderful. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that, which one? That was the one was with the like one Luke's. With that was the one with Luke. Again, as much as I love Ahsoka, 
And as much as I love that character, which I cannot wait for the Ahsoka series next year, she had no place being involved in Book of Boba Fett in any way. Oh, yeah. So, let me think. So, so the thing with that episode, so Luke Skywalker is making the exact same mistake that the, the, Jedi, the, Jedi, that the Jedi did. And I love that because that... No, for, no, no. As in, but if we still had Legends as canon... um. Luke Skywalker learned from the mistakes of the Jedi. So making Grogu uh, pick between Mando and being a Mandalorian and a Jedi was one of the mistakes. And I actually really love that choice because people, not me, but people are calling for Disney to remove the sequels from canon. And I have been very public that I love the first two sequel movies. I love The Force Awakens. I love The Last Jedi. Hate The Rise of Skywalker. But, if he, if but, but, people are like, these shows, these Mandalorian shows and from Favre and Flowing, they're going to decanonize the sequels. Really? Because there's been a whole lot in both of these shows that really further, like, continue and, like, flesh out the narrative of the sequels, including Luke's, Luke's, Luke's choice, which I defend Luke, Luke Skywalker, when he ignited that saber on Ben Solo, had a very human moment. And we've all had those moments where we are, and I, and, and, and we, we were talking about this tonight with Yvonne after the show. But you have those moments where, like, you get angry and you maybe lash out a bit. And Luke had one of those moments when he, he saw what his nephew could become. And he just, you know, he, he says it in the movie. For the briefest moment of pure instinct, I thought I could stop it. It passed like a fleeting shadow, and I was left with shame and consequences. And he, and he, he was like one of the old Jedi of the Republic. And we see that again in Book of Effect, where he is, where he is like sort of giving in that hubris of the Jedi that came before him. So from that standpoint, I really love Luke's choice, although. I think it's kind of cheap that like season two Mandalorian ended with this huge, huge moment where, where Anakin, not Anakin, where Luke comes and takes Grogu away from Din. And if you skip Book of Boba Fett, if you skip Book of Boba Fett, you are going to be really lost come February of 2023 when, when, when we see chapter 17. It doesn't make any sense. Why take him to just put him back? It doesn't. It doesn't really make that much sense. I don't know. It's not I mean, any more training. I mean, again, my personal theory is that the last three episodes of Book of Boba Fett were going to be like the first episodes of Mandalorian season three, but then Rangers of the New Republic was canceled. But they're like, all right, well now we can have some say. So we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna put. Let's put three episodes of Book of. Let's put three episodes of Rangers into Mandalorian season three, and we'll move three episodes of Mando season three into Book of Boba Fett. So the Book of Boba Fett season length was extended from four episodes to seven episodes. That's my personal theory. I may be totally off on that, but that's just what I think happened. And, and I've spoken about that before on like even I think other podcasts I talked about that. Like I, I think I talked about that when I when I was on um. Lightsaber radio a couple times. Wait, you were on lightsaber radio? What yeah. was that? This is like back... We were actually on Book of Boba Fett when that was happening. Yeah, I was on their Which show. What podcast is that? 
Uh, they reached out to me like in February, and it was not not sure that I really listened to before, but I listened to all their episodes. I thought it was solid. All right, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give them a shot. I'll have on their show. It's a really great time, uh, and I'd lo- love to head back on. It's just you know schedules have been crazy, and oh my god, speaking of schedules, I think we talked about this earlier today on. Bad Batch season two has a leaked release date of September twenty eighth. Guys, here's what's crazy about the fact if this is true. So we so here's what, what we know. Andor is going to premiere on August 31st with two episodes. Now, it's 12 episodes in season one, which thank the thank the force, to quote Peli Motto, that it's gonna be 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Now if it's only a two episode premiere, and then after that, it's one episode a week. If it's one episode a week after that, Andor is gonna run until November 9th. Okay? Mm-hmm. If it's one episode a week, because they, they, they may double up these episodes and give us two episodes of Andor per week. Okay? Okay. Bad Batch. If Bad Batch premieres on September 28th, Regardless, there will be a, at least a week or two of um, overlap between Bad Batch and Andor. But if Bad Batch is also one episode a week, we could be getting seven weeks of overlap between Andor and the Bad Batch season two. Plus with She-Hulk, you're going to be plus, You're going to have six plus three of those. Day. Plus three of those weeks are going to be... Um, are also going to have a couple episodes of Marvel Shield. Well, actually, no, that's not true because how I've because I've I've thought of this, and I'm really glad because this week it's starting with because we're going to have Ms. Marvel and Kenobi on the same day on Tuesday night. I'm so excited! I'm so excited for that. But how we're scheduling it is with another Marvel podcast, my my Marvel show, is that's not changing. We're doing the after shows on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. For Ms. Marvel, it's going to continue for She-Hulk and Secret Invasion and Loki Season 2 and, and all of it. Now, what we do for this podcast is, at least for the live action shows, I don't know if we'll do this for the animated series because I don't know if I want to do like two podcasts on a Wednesday morning before school and stuff. But, I mean, we, we may do it. But what, but what I'll be doing is we have an an early morning instant reaction that's like literally no more than 10 minutes long where I just get my instant thoughts on the episode so I can get something out that day. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday nights, I record the um, full hour and a half long after show. Mm-hmm. Give my full thoughts on the episode. It gives me more time to, to digest these episodes it gives me, me more time to pull in some listener feedback and to fully like formulate my, my own opinions. So with the Star Wars shows, we do two episodes. We, we do two podcasts per episode. Um, whereas with the Marvel stuff, it's just one. So I have no idea how we'll structure it for, cause like I actually never thought they would ever do two Star Wars shows at the same time. Mm-hmm. At least for like, a seven week period. 
And also, if, if this is true for, for Bad Batch, and it's one episode per week, and it's 16 episodes, which I, I really hope it is, then we'll be getting the Bad Batch from September 28th, 2022 to January 11th, 2023. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And we'll have, I think, two or three weeks off. At least. I think we'll have between like two and six weeks off. And then Mando's starting up again. So there is just so much Star Wars, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Like, I love how we're, how we're getting weekly Star Wars. It's so great. And when it's good Star Wars, it makes it even better. And Andor looks incredible. Yeah, so what do you think of the Andor trailer that dropped last week? Very good. I really liked it. Yeah. I, and, and I posted the, um, the Andor trailer right down on Thursday. So you guys can go and check that out. It's like a half hour long. I love that they shot on location. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously there, there is some stuff that was shot in the volume. Uh, obviously. The volume. But we have set photos from Andor. They were shooting a lot on location in the UK, and you can tell because the scope of this show looks huge. And what I also really love is it's getting season two, and season two is also 12 episodes. You know? And that's one thing I really love with, with, between like the Marvel and Star Wars shows, where the, the Marvel shows are very much... And I, and I don't mean to hate on Marvel. Like... I want Marvel to be the best it can be. I want Marvel to be in that like 2017, 2018, 2019 peak, right? Mm-hmm. But I think to do that with these Disney, with their Disney Plus shows, you have to do more than six episodes. Sometimes, I, I, I mean, what I love about the Star Wars shows, the, about the, the two that I've had completed seasons, because we'll see what happens with Kenobi. But... I think Mandalorian is perfect with, with eight episodes a season. I think it's perfect with that. I think Boba, Bo, Boba Fett probably could, could use one more episode. In my opinion, I think it could use one or two more episodes. But it was, it was fine in seven. It's fine in seven. And I hope Kenobi's good at sex. You know, I, I hope like we finish episode six on June 22nd and we can say to ourselves, you know, I, I thought this was a really, really well-paced series. I mean, that's what I think. And I think you, you, you probably want the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the fact that Andor is going to be 12 episodes across two seasons. Bad Batch looks like they're going to be doing 16 episode seasons. Um, Visions is, is at least nine. It looks like f- from what we said on, f- from what uh, Yvonne and I said on the Can We Part 3 podcast, when we were talking about the news from Celebration Anaheim, which by the way, um, one thing we did not talk about on Friday's show was... Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 has been announced. Uh, I believe it's April 7th through the 10th in London. So we will not be in attendance. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. We will not be in attendance. I, I will have just gotten back from Germany at that point. Deutschland. Yeah, Deutschland is gut. So, yes, sir. yeah, we will not be in attendance at Celebration. What I really love to do is, like, one day if, like, this podcast continues. And I'm fully planning on doing this podcast until the day I drop. So, you're ready. You're going to be listening to me for another, like, 80 years. But hopefully it's 80 years. Um, but I'd really love to do some live shows. Not live shows. But I'd love to, like, 
be at Celebration and give you guys, like, on-the-ground coverage. Imagine if you were on the, like, whatever it is, podium stage. Oh, it's like, like, host a panel? Well, I, I know, like, I mean, at least in the early days of Celebration, when Celebration... Oh, wait, did, did you talk to some of the actors? Hmm? You talked to some of the actors. Some actors. Uh, it's part of, like, a group thing, which I, I don't know if I'm, like, fully allowed to talk about, but... Um... Yeah, you it was like. I know you did. Some of the animation. Yeah, ju- no, just just like not like not, not not even like on the phone, just like through messages and things. But wait, so you texted like. No, no, you, you you can't give names. You oh. you, you can't give names. Why? Because it's oh. not allowed. Anyway, it's it's all good. Don't worry about it. Um. But. I'd love to like I don't know. Host a panel at Star Wars Celebration? That's, that's a dream. You know what's also a dream is like mm-hmm. writing a Star Wars show, which please don't give any details because I, I, I think I, oh. I've i shared yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some details with you about the Star Wars show that I really want to write. But you can't give any details on it because like even though it's probably never going to happen, it still has to say like top secret in case it ever does happen. Like you you can't even say the, the title of the show. Um, I think... Wait, is it the one that's based off the Lego set? Or is it the one... In, it's not based off of, again, legally you have to... It's... When I was in fifth grade, I got a oh. a certain Star Wars Lego set. So it, was, it was a smaller one. Oh, and that? And I... And I have the other part I, of that. I, you have to stop talking now. Because you, you, you may give away what set it was. And I remember... Just thinking about these just random assorted yeah. minifigures. Yeah, I and, remember. And, and what potential adventures they could go on. And eventually, I've thought up a 10-part series on it. So. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. What other one? Dolphins. Well, that there, there, there would be an element of that storyline. There would be an element of that storyline. Because I, um, that's going to be part, part of it. Many boffins died. Stop. Yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah, stop. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to say. Part of the show would be the boffins arc. Um, which, yeah, I, I think it could be a super cool story. Um, yeah, so, um, let's talk about... Star Wars Jedi. Wait, I thought Sur- we were talking about Grand Inquisitor. We'll talk about that after because I really want to hear your thoughts on Jedi Survivor. So, it's it's really sad to hear Star. So, Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Survivor is going to be next gen only. Unfortunately, we only have the Xbox One S. Well, I mean, not like not unfortunately, but like it's it's not. We will not be able to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor next year. Anyway. It's also next year. So we do it's have really sad considering. I know it, it's really sad. I mean, it, you know, it's not even a hundred percent. You can't even a hundred percent Jedi Fallen Order because it takes you to the spot right before Fortress Inquisitorius. That's why there are no chests in there. There's no chests. Oh, chest. really? Yeah. It. Uh, I finished the game several times. I finished it like three times. Yeah, I, I've and it refers you today. to the spot right before Fortress Inquisitorius. So, I, I don't think this is spoiler alert because it's a video. Well, and the video's been out for like two and a half years. So it's yeah, fine. so Trilla's dead and they keep on, t- like, after 
Fortress Inquisitorius, once you finish the game, you keep on talking about they keep on talking about how you need to find the holocron and how you need to like go like to Trilla and everything. Interesting. They they talk about that. So it's basically so you can't return to Fortress Inquisitorius. Um but they do still talk about it. Like when like the Empire's hunting us stuff like that. They do that. I finished the game several times. Yeah. So, we have some details on Jedi Survivor. Um, the game is set five years later. So, it... it it's it's, 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 it's set, yeah, concurrently uh, ten years after Order 66 has this nine, 9 BBY. It's set... So, also for reference, it's set a year after the events of Solo. I have no idea if the events of Solo are in time with the game... Didn't you I have, say might well, we are going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about that in a second. But the interesting thing is, it is set in the same year as Obi Wan Kenobi. Now, I don't think. Now, I, I think the trailer, it's possible. Like, it, do you from think, the trailer, it looked like there was the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, but I, I don't think it was. It could have just been like another Palin. Honestly, it could have been another Palin. I am still of the. And we'll talk more, more about this after in just a second. But. I think it's entirely possible that the Grand Inquisitor that we're seeing... I mean, it was revealed in Part 3 that the Grand Inquisitor is a title. It, it, it's just a job position. There is no just one and only Grand Inquisitor. So, I mean, the Grand Inquisitor that we that we see being portrayed by Rupert Friend, and by the way, I, I thought he did a fantastic oh, job. Oh, but imagine if we did get the Grand Inquisitor... So, you know... Lu- Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs. Uh, yeah, he is the person who he, uh, is the he, voice of Grand Inquisitor. He, he voiced the Grand Inquisitor. So Imagine if he played him. Well, that'd be cool. That was uh, that was a bit surprising to me. Like I, because th- I remember hearing rumors that the Grand Inquisitor, like b- before, it was announced in in the uh, in the trailer that I dropped a couple months ago. That we uh, it, it is indeed Rupert Friend playing the Grand Inquisitor. When we were hearing rumors, I'm like, I think they would bring in, like, I, I feel like how they're treating the animation characters, like we're seeing it in Ahsoka and things. Well, no, I want to finish my first point first. The, like, Rupert Friend, his Grand Inquisitor is a very different, like, body type than the Jason Isaacs Grand Inquisitor that we saw in Rebels. It's entirely possible that in the next four years, there is another Palin to hold the title of Grand Inquisitor. Because we don't know the history of... of Imagine if we find out that the Grand Inquisitor we know is... Is this just a variant? Is this just a variant? No, it's an an Inquisitor. And then that's the person who wins favor of Vader. (sighs) Maybe, but... I don't think that we'd see that in this show. I think that if this show ends with like the fifth brother becoming the Grand Inquisitor, then that's going to seriously that bring does up not make that any is going sense. to seriously bring up problems Maul of was, Maul canonicity. Well, well, this is also before that, but still, the the whole thing, and you know, I mean. I think it's very obvious that Rebels is not being decanonized because, we are seeing the, because Ahsoka 
is literally going to be Rebel Season 5, but live action. Yeah. It's, we saw the we saw Sabine's painting on the show. We, we saw Hera in that trailer. They brought Chopper out on stage. But, I mean, I think what we're seeing, and I've been saying this for about a year and a half, two years now, that when they're bringing these characters over from animation to live action, and, and you can look, and look, you, you, you can look at the difference. You, you, you can look at the difference between Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. Katie Sackoff, who voiced who voiced um, Bo-Katan in Clone Wars and in Rebels, is she also had live action experience, so it makes sense that she was called up to be like, "Hey, do you want to bring your Star Wars character to live action for Mandalorian?" Ashley Eckstein, on the other hand, does not have that experience. So I mean. And look, I love both Ashley's Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. So, I, you know, would I prefer to have had Ashley at least get a phone call? Yes. Do I, do I really, like, does it matter that much? Because Rosario is such a, a fantastic actress. No. But... Yeah, so it looks like when there are actors who have that live action experience, then they will be brought in to play their character in live action. Like I I wonder if that really is like Vanessa Marshall who's playing Hera. I hope it is cuz she has like such like a distinct voice, but if it's not I understand that. And I'm sure I like mean, look, it's, I, it's I also a shame. Sure was we was confused in Rebels when Hera just switches voices and, tur- and turns to her Ryloth accent. Yeah, I was the, so confused. The, like, the French accent. Well, what I think that was, was like, um, there, there's this movie or it's a book, I think, called Not Without My, My Daughter. And this is a stretch of like an example, but I think it's still relevant. At, at least in theory. In theory, it's still relevant. Where there is a man, he has a wife and a daughter, and he is from Saudi Arabia, where the government is very sexist, very um, controlling of women and their bodies. And basically this man who's like, who is who like, I guess got out, like he is like his his family's like, I, I believe like pretty high ranking in in government, he goes back with his family and he's immediately re-radicalized to it. So I feel like that could be the same thing there in the sense of like Hera has her like lost her accent a bit in um, since the time that she left Ralph. Because remember, in Bad Batch, Hera has a super thick French accent. So, I have a feeling that's sort of what that was. Like, she was with her, her father, and after so many years, her accent just came back. And it was only for that one scene. So, yeah, a, a bit of, like, a radical and extreme example, but I still feel like it's probably a little bit relevant, at least in theory. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, back to Jedi Survivor. There are some rumors going around. That 
Darth Maul is making an appearance in this game. So I'm going to read this right here from comicbook.com. Um, is there like a quote here that I can read? No, there's not. Um, but it says, this rumor in question stems from a video game industry insider by the name of Nick Baker, who has had plenty of accurate scoops in the past. In the latest episode of the Xbox era podcast, Baker shared that he had previously heard that Darth Maul would play a role in the events of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Baker added the caveat, though, that he had heard this about this information well over a year ago, though, which means that things certainly could have changed with the project since. Okay. So, in terms of bringing back Darth Maul again, I'm a big fan of Darth Maul. For sure. I love Dar- Darth Maul. I love what Sam Witwer's done with the character. Kenobi! Kenobi! Did, did you see the video of, um, of, of Sam Witwer on stage at Celebration streaming Kenobi? Uh, no, you told me about I'll, it. I'll show it to you after a month of podcast. It, it, it's pretty cool. But... Just let him stay dead. Just let him stay dead, please. I don't necessarily want or need... Darth Maul to be in this game because that's just a useless cameo. You know, mm-hmm. if it makes sense, if it makes sense, it could be really cool. But if it's just, we're going to throw Darth Maul in the game because why the hell not? Like, if it's just for that, then I have a problem with it. And that's what most of the cameos like the Bad Batch were. It was mostly just cameo of the week. So, on, but like, what are, are, are your thoughts here? Like, would you want to see Darth Maul? Like, yeah, a, do you want to see Darth Maul pop up, pop up in this game for how long, if, if so? And what would you want to see him do? I don't know. If, if he did, I mean, I want a duel. You want to... Fighting Darth Maul would be pretty cool. Because oh. remember, this is a Darth Maul a year after the events of Soul. So, like, Kira could be with him so we could see Death Amelia Clark come to come me up. immediately on Darth Bring the ship and come to me on Darth You and I will then discuss the traitor Beckett and his accomplices. Kira, you and I will be working much more closely from now on. So... I, yeah, again, if Maul is like an actual reason to be part of this game, then I'm totally fine. With I, it. In that case, he would have to be part of the Crimson Dawn. Well, I mean, 100, it would be part of like Crimson Dawn, where maybe like the um the bounty on Calcasus has gone up in the last five years by like a considerable margin, and Crimson Dawn decides to. Take on the bounty and Darth Maul is like, no, I'll do it myself. Fine. I'll do it myself. To to quote Josh Brolin with Thanos. Mm-hmm. So I think from there, I'm totally fine with it, and I actually like the, the idea. But if it's just like we're gonna have a random scene where Calcas is at a club or something and Darth Maul's there, they're gonna bump into each other and they're gonna fight, like, then what's the point of that? Yeah, I, I like the the, the game is cool. That that would be cool to play. And I know there are, there are a lot of games where it's like 
I've played this game for the plot. And it's like the plot and it's like a picture of like an attractive woman in, in the game. But if it is, like, but I mean, I did play Fallen Order mostly like to get that canon story. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's just a super fun game to play. Is, wait, is Coach War canon? That's a good question because oh, they're because they're, they're, well, they're, 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 they're doing the remake. They're doing the remake next year. Um, cut scenes, bro. Oh, oh yeah. There's a whole reason why Palpatine was able to mask his power. Uh, the Jedi Temple is built over a Sith temple. Yeah. That's why he was able to channel power. So to answer your question about is Kotor canon. The story group has not really made like a definitive answer on that, on whether or not it's it's canon. I think with the remake, look, I, I, I think that there's a reason why they've only done High Republic and they've done it 200 years before the prequels. Okay. Leave space. Huh? Leave space, probably. No, yeah, because... I think they want to tell stories where they don't have to use High Republic or the Old Republic where they can, it's probably this little gray area, but I, I think the fact that they're remaking the game and they're literally like, and we also don't know what exactly this remake is going to entail. Is this remake truly just going to be like shot for shot with updated graphics or are they going to put in some new story elements? I did that question. So there, and I don't really remember if they've answered it yet, but from that perspective, from that standpoint, I think it's absolutely, I think the possibility of KOTOR being canon is is there and it's prevalent and it's it's a number that's bigger than ten percent. I would say it's ninety five percent, but it's bigger than ten percent. Mm-hmm. Now, what I personally would like to see, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. I want them to go like 4,000 years before KOTOR shows the very formation of the Jedi and the Sith. Do that or jump 12,000 years after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Because I... Like, like, you, now, you do a prequel... Now we're literally down to four spots. Before, huh? before the prequels, in between, and then we have after the OT... And then we have, after that, we have after the sequels. And Well, I mean, that's also, I mean, really how any story would work. It just depends on how much you space it out. You know? It's all dependent on how much you space it out. Because you can do a prequel that's set so far in the past that nothing that happens in it matters. affects what happens in later movies. You know, it's as long as there's not another planet killer, I'm totally fine with it. They've done so many planet killers. That, how many planet killers have we seen on screen? Uh, one, we've had the Death Star, Death Star 2, we've had um, Star Killer Base. I'm and counting we've had, the crate engine thing. That no, it doesn't count because that, that, that was, that was, was just... Off of Star, that was based off of Star Killer technology. Yeah, but, but that's not... But that's not necessarily a... But it, it was never designed to be a planet killer. It, yes, it... It was old Death Star tech, but it wasn't designed to destroy planets. Probably, okay, so probably like 50 million, counting the 
The Counting the the the, the um oh the God. the uh the, with the Death final, Stars. The final order. The final order. It's gonna be made up of tens of thousands of. What I would like to do, I I think is I does again after Kenobi ends, I'm gonna do a full chronological rewatch, and I want to do a podcast of all the things I like about The Rise of Skywalker because I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. I don't think it's the worst movie, movie ever made. I think it's absolutely the worst Star Wars movie. And, and if you disagree with me, that's fine. That's, that's your right to disagree with me. Clone Wars. If, if Clone you, Wars movie. I think Clone Wars movie, movie's better than The Rise of Skywalker. And that's saying something. But, you know, if, if, if you're someone who loves The Rise of Skywalker and Strip Stars movie, I'm happy for you. I wish I could love that movie. I've watched it. Like... I, I liked it when I first saw it, and I've just gone back and rewatched it, and I, I just hate it. I really don't like that movie at all. Um, especially when I go back and think about it. But like in the moment when I'm watching it, I think it's fun. I have a good time with it. But like when you really sit down and think about it after, it's like that. That was horrible. It just is again. This is my, my opinion. This is my opinion on episode nine. But even even so. It's canon, you don't touch it. It's canon, so you don't touch it. Because to quote um to quote John Campia, so something that he's he, he said on the show the other week on the other day. If if there is something because like the minute you remove something from canon, then the whole idea of canon goes along with it. Legends. Well, in in terms of like, we lost the look, creative ability to make our own Star Wars stories. No, we didn't. No, we did not. Legends. Oh, and everyone has that ability to write your own Star Wars fan fiction, to make your own fan film. Everyone has that ability. You have, you can do that. You don't need legends to do that. Um. I just really think that it, I consider true canon to be the Skywalker saga. Like, things that I think will always be canon. The nine-part Skywalker saga. Nine films. No matter what you think of the sequels, there are nine films in Skywalker Eleven. saga. Eleven. Rogue One and Solo are not... Part of the Skywalker saga, much of those movies. They need to have a but Rogue again. One, Rogue One, and Solo, I, I I think are also always going to be canon. I would say we're on so. this council, but we do the, not grant you the, the live the live action television shows. You know, on Disney Plus, all those. So right now, that's Mandalorians, Boba Fett, that's Kenobi. Also, the animated shows. Oh, also the Clone Wars movie. Um, the animated shows being the Clone Wars. Rebels, Resistance, The Bad Batch. And again, I've said this a lot recently. I'm one of the three people on planet Earth that likes Resistance. I'm not even on that. Yeah, you, you are not. I mean, again, there are three people on, the, on this planet that like Resistance, and I'm one of them. Um, I might start a, Resistance, a Star Wars Resistance fan club. And all three of us can be members, and we can all write... More up to the resistance. I, I didn't love resistance, but I, I did like it. I did like that show quite a bit. 
So, all in. Let's talk about Kathleen Kennedy's updated comments regarding recasting classic characters. So for those of you who don't know, in the Vanity Fair article a few weeks ago, um, Kathleen Kennedy was asked about recasting the recasting of classic characters, particularly old Naren Reich as Han Solo and Donald Glover as Leonard Calrissian. And Donald Glover, as much as I really, really love the Solo movie, Donald Glover's the best part of that film. Do you, do you agree with me there, Owen? Yep. Donald Glover is wonderful as Lando. I love him in that role. And what Kathy Kennedy said was there are these learning moments along the way. And we learned that we can't do that. That being recast classic characters. We saw what happened with Solo and we just learned we can't do that anymore. There are many reasons why Solo failed at box office. Um, wrong, wrong time of year. People were used to seeing Star Wars movies in December at that point. Not late May. Um, it being sandwiched between two Marvel movies. Horrible with decision. Avengers Infinity War and Deadpool 2. No, granted, only one of those was Disney. Only one of those was Disney, but still. It's still you Marvel. Can, yeah. And those are two great movies. I, I think Infinity War is a top... I, I think Infinity War is a top five MCU. And I think that Deadpool 2 is a whole lot of fun. I'm actually not the biggest fan of Deadpool movies. Like, I I really, really like the, both of them. But, like, I don't think it's top you tier. You need all three. I'm really excited for Deadpool 3, though. I'm really excited for no, Deadpool 3. And, no, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. Talking about PG-13 Deadpool. That doesn't count. We're moving on. But, anyway, another reason why I failed was there was so much behind-the-scenes drama firing the directors 11 months before the movie was released. And, you know, that's a movie where they went behind Kathleen Kennedy's back and made a different movie than what they agreed upon. What was the agreed upon movie? Well, they wanted to make it much more comedy-based. And I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Lego Movie should have been a cheap ad. Lego Movie's awesome. Lego Movie's awesome. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my, I believe, and I will argue with anyone who says that Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse is not the greatest comic book film in history. I believe that movie is the greatest, and like, respectfully argue. I'm not going to say that you're a bad person if you don't like, if you don't think Spider-Verse is number one. But I, in in my own opinion, I was greatest comic book movie of all time. It's my number two favorite movie ever. Second to... Second to The Social Network. It's not a comic book movie. No, it's not. But in terms of movies of all time. Um, but I really... And I, I don't like Solo, but that movie flopped because of those reasons. Because, I mean, Backlash to The Last Jedi was very real. Um, not beginning your marketing campaign until two and a half, three months before the movie was released. And today, post-pandemic, that's fine. 
But 2018, yeah, there are some problems there, you know? Um, and also just the fact that people would rather have seen Harrison Ford in the role. You know? Yeah, Jim. Well, also, I don't think Harrison Ford wanted to do it. But, I mean, don't blame Alden. Alden did his best in a bad situation. Because no one is ever going to pick you over Harrison Ford. And I really liked Alden. I really liked Alden in the role. Mm -hmm. So here's... Here's what um, Kathleen Kennedy said in regards to recasting characters. So I'm reading this directly from StarWarsUnion.com. And this is a direct quote from Kathleen Kennedy. I never say never with regard to recasting characters. It's certainly not something that we're doing with any intention right now. We're still talking about Lando with Donald Glover, for instance. But I don't think we would intentionally just look back at some of the characters like Luke and Leia and whatnot and decide arbitrarily to do a story. There would have to be a really strong reason why. There's always a future for Solo. I'm going to call BS in the last name. There is no, there is no Solo 2. Uh, yeah, as much as the movie, give, there's not any Solo 2. Yeah, exactly. You would have to give us a Darth Maul movie. Um, I don't I'll think so. that Darth Maul, the movie... Well, I will, I'll, I'll touch on that. Let's go back to this. Darth Maul, the Star Wars story. Here's the thing about villains. No, or I think Crimson Dawn. Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn show could be great. I want to see that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have... And again, I like the book. I'm a fan of that show. Mm-hmm. When It's really hard to make a show about a villain compelling. Especially when you've... Especially when you've seen that character already do something... Like, in the case of Maul, if, if this show said before Solo, we saw him fly off that ship in Clone Wars, we know he's in Solo, we know how he dies in, in Rebels. It's really hard to make that interesting, especially with the villain. Because Unless you want to... Because you dog. want to root for that character. I think the, I, I think the only exception there is Thrawn. Oh, if, imagine the if you, only I want to see a Thrawn movie no, based I don't off think of that, the book. I think a Thrawn... If it's no, wait, book, I think a Thrawn series could be great. Do do a Thrawn oh, Disney wait, Plus do show. Like a lead? But, no, on, but the... only based on the first book. Don't only the first book because I, I I think though that that first book I think is great. Second one is good where, where he, he teams up with with Vader and teams up with Anakin at different points in history. That third book. I here, here's what I think. I think the Dude, reason what, why the what, first who book you even was. Side with? I don't even. I, know. I don't remember either. I, I, it was so forgettable. I think the reason why the first Thrawn book works so well is because it's set over the course of several years. Where, I, where I have Thrawn, the comics for the beginning Thrawn of alliances, that. You literally see clone troopers. Yeah, where, where Thrawn Alliances is set in between seasons of Rebels. And literally, Thrawn... What was the third one called? Treasons? Treason. Yeah, Thrawn Treason. Thank you. Was literally set in between Rebel season four. I think it's like episodes eight, and nine. He's called back to Coruscant, right? I think so. But like, when you when you want to put something like that in, and there, then he's called back in and he dies. As no, far no, 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 wait, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Cause I he, am so excited to see Thrawn in Ahsoka next year. 
Oh, which means you get Ezra. Well, I mean, obviously. I, I think, like, just imagine if, like, we watched, like, Bearded eight episodes. Ezra. Just, like, imagine if, Bearded we, if we watched that entire season and, like, we don't see Thrawn or Ezra pop up. Now, that is a but, literal disappointment. But hopefully that means we get Ahsoka season two. If the show's good, I really want season two. Because, again, I love Rosario in this role. But I think we could see... So, circling back to this recasting statement. I think we could see Alden pop up in the Lando series. I think we can see Alden pop up in, like, the Mandalorian or something. Or maybe in Andor. How cool could it be to see... To see Cassian, it's like I'm in season two, or maybe even in season one. To, to see Cassian team up with Han for an episode. Oh. I think that could be quite cool, but again, this whole thing, like, we keep visiting the same characters over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, do something new, please. But, but yeah. Um, so the one thing in here that we talked about is, you know, this confirms John Glover for Lando. Mm-hmm. This confirms Donald Glover's going to be starring in the Lando series. Which I think we all knew. And as much as I love B- Billy D, as much as I love Billy D, if I'm given a choice between the Lando show starring Donald Glover and the Lando show starring Billy D. Williams, I mean, I, I think the best of both worlds is you, you, you get them both in there and do a Godfather 2 style story. Where like... You have um, a couple episodes set in the past with Don Glover, and you see how that affects L- Lando, like after the rise of Skywalker with with Billy D. Williams. I think that could be great. Mm-hmm. But if I have to pick one, this is a super hard choice. I'm picking Don Glover. It's a hard choice, but I'm picking Don Glover. I think he was absolutely phenomenal in the role. Um, but yeah, I mean that's sort of like there, and. I do really like that she's saying, like, yes, we would we, we would recast if the story, if the story calls for it, and if it's necessary for the narrative. Because if the story's just going to be, like, for, for the hell of it, then no, don't do it. Don't do it. That, that's, that's a waste. In my opinion, you may feel differently, but it's a waste to bring back the same characters and not show us this is a whole galaxy. It's a whole galaxy. Star Wars exists beyond just the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. You know? So, we're like, yeah, if you're going to Cloud City and like, like if, if there's a show about like some rich person and they go to Cloud City during the time, like, just before Empire Strikes Back. Yes, it makes sense. You would see Donald Glover. Or Lando. You, you would see Lando. But if you're just, like, boarding a random, like, starship, and you see Han Solo walking around, like, really? Really? We do not need that. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about just, like, in regards to just, like, random cameos by happenstance, like what happened in Bad Batch, right? Of just, like, a character emerges. And, oh, my God, it's Harrison Dula. Oh, my God. Like, that... Eh, really? Whereas the Book of Boba Fett, that made more sense. In, in, in terms of the narrative. So... Yeah, but, um, but what... 
are, are your thought, thoughts on this? What would you want to see in the future from like recasting of classic characters? Do, do you even want to see recasting of classic characters? No. You don't want to see any re- characters recast ever? You think that like when the actor dies or decides to retire, that should be the end of that character? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's difficult, I guess, to like really decide what you'd want to do. Again, I, I think if, if the story dictates it, then by all means do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but that's really it. I mean, I, I don't really have any thoughts. We've gone for like over an hour at this point, so. We haven't even talked about Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, yes, we have. We talked about the Grand Inquisitor, but, but like, what are your theories for Grand Inquisitor? And, and, and I have given you you credit for, for your double stomach theory. Yeah, so it basically, the double, double stomach is his species, has two stomachs. Palins. 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 I don't know how to say that, from, but from they have two. Pal. They have. They have two stomachs, so all you would have to do is spend a night in the back the tank. In the back the tank with Boba Fett. Mm, back the. The back to with Boba. That's a, that'd be Boba Fett's podcast name is Back to Tank with Boba Fett. Back to with Boba. Boba in the back to. By the way, have have you seen the the, the those videos of um of Tim Morrison and Robert Rodriguez just like. Having j- jam sessions on set of Book of Boba Fett. Have you seen those videos? No. They're hilarious. Guys, if, if you've not seen the Disney gallery stuff on Disney Plus, go watch them. They're phenomenal. Disney Plus has done such a great job with their documentaries, both Star Wars and Marvel. Like, the Marvel Assembled stuff, I think, is great. I think the Marvel Assembled, like, making of behind-the-scenes things for the movies and Disney Plus shows... Has been spectacular. Same with the Disney Gallery. So go watch the Disney Gallery book of Boba Fett. There is, and we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago. There is this really sweet moment in there where Rosario's what, and I'll I'll show you the, the clip when we're done with the show in a couple minutes. But there's this, there's such a sweet clip in there where Rosario's walking around on set in the Ahsoka costume. And she sees Mark Hamill there. And they got her reaction on camera. And she just whips around and has the biggest, like, smile on her face. It just, like, warms my soul. You're solo, a star. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. Have you seen that video? No. Okay, good. (laughs) It's it's old. Um, Alright, I don't have anything else to do. No. All right. Yeah, guys, just going to do it for this installment of Mandalorian Unscripted. I want to – I'd like to do some more. Like may, maybe if Athena Kenobi will we'll hop back on here mm-hmm. to do another installment of this. But yeah, um, next podcast I believe is probably going to be on Wednesday morning with the book of – with not the book of Fett. With the Obi-Wan Kenobi part four instant take. I can't wait for this latest episode. I, I wonder if it's – it could be flashback. It could be – could be anything Cody. really. Huh? Cody. Cody, maybe. I personally think we're going to see Quinn oh, Voss. Do you think we're going to oh, see Quinn Voss? Imagine if the clone we saw. So we know the clone we saw is from the 501st. Spare any credits, yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if he said, thank you, General. No. Because he served no. in the 501st. That... He should know Kenobi. 
We've seen the 501st. Yeah, fought, but but fight. we can assume that Clone Trooper still has his chip and he would murder him. Now, I don't know if that clone trooper would be able uh, would, would, would be able to, but he would try and kill him. He'd try and kill him. So, yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that could have happened. But I think we're gonna see Quinn Voss pop up, and and I think it's gonna. If it did, though. And I think he's gonna be be played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. because he's been announced. Oh wait, for the yeah, show. Was, Quinlan Voss was actually in Phantom Menace. Yeah, he's on Tatooine. Yeah, he's on the side of Tatooine. The sons of Tatooine, like a bantha. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait for part four. I can't wait to get in the second half of the series. I'm I'm loving it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and when I do McDonald's references, that's, you know, it's going to end it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, go follow us on Twitter, at Tuscan Radio Pod. Send in your podcast feedback. Uh, also on Wednesday night, we're going to have over on another Marvel podcast. It's going to be the Ms. Marvel after show episode one. Cannot wait for it. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. And I'm Ola Gretsch. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. May the force be with you and, always. And ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I have spoken.